Welcome to the Practice Brave Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Battles, a strength and conditioning coach and the founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism. The Practice Brave Podcast brings you the relatable, trustworthy, and transparent health and fitness information you're looking for when it comes to coaching, being coached, and transitioning through the variables of motherhood and womanhood. If you're a pregnant or postpartum athlete or a coach working with this population, this show is specifically designed for you. All right, let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Praxis Brave podcast. On this episode, I'm going to be talking about what it's been like now that I am one year post-explant. I had my breast implants removed just about a year ago. And this past year, I have felt really good and I'm just very relieved to have my breast implants out. Now, before I continue to talk about this, I would encourage you to listen to episodes 32 and 33 of the Practice Brave podcast. In 32, I talked about why I got them and some symptoms that I had started to experience and just why they were never right for my body from the beginning. And I knew it, but a little over 18 months after getting them, I had them removed. And so in episode 33, I talk about the initial recovery and returning to exercise because as a coach, and athlete, that was something that I felt there's a huge disconnect on in the plastic surgery world in general is returning to exercise after some kind of procedure. So I do talk about that more in more specifically, I should say in episodes 33. So if you have not listened to those episodes and you are somebody who's considering getting breast implants or you have them and you're considering getting them removed, please listen to those episodes. I promise it will be worth it um, to just have information that frankly, you probably won't be getting from your plastic surgeon or from friends that have implants or frankly, even from those who got their implants removed. I tried to cover a spectrum of considerations there. So now that I am a year post-explant, I overall feel really good. Even if it's just the mental relief of knowing there's not a foreign substance in my body, implants are not lifetime devices, contrary to what we have been told. So knowing that um, I don't have to have continual breast surgeries as time goes on, like that's a huge relief. I'm trying to like not have any surgeries unless I am like really medically indicated. So Knowing that now that I know that's not something I will have to have done and knowing that there's no risk of further complications with the capsular contracture, like what I had in my right breast, uh, that's a big relief. And then again, just knowing the impacts that breast implants can have on your body, whether it's initially like me, I was pretty sensitive right away. Um, or years later, you know, a lot of people do get them swapped out. And the second time around when they get new implants placed, like then they become reactive to them. So that's something to, to just keep in mind when you're thinking about getting implants and the FDA has actually released a new warning about them indicating that there can be symptoms. So that's a lot of progress made in a short amount of time. Now, do I want to be a spokesperson for breast implants or breast implants illness or anything like that? No, I don't want that. I don't want to go down that route. That's not what I really want to be known for. I have another, a lot of other things going on, but I am somebody who chose to get them. And my choice initially was to fill out the breast tissue that I 
already had. I did not want larger breasts. So the implant I had in was actually really small in terms of implants. And I, I wanted it that way. I didn't want to have, you know, big boobs. I already kind of had big boobs. I didn't want them to be even bigger, but I just, they never looked right in my body. If anything, they made my breasts larger and saggier than what I wanted. And I knew that as I continued to age, that that would only get worse. And then I started noticing symptoms, some right away that I attributed to, well, I'm still recovering. I'm still healing. There's just this going on or that going on that I guess over time became more consistent things that I became aware of. For example, I had like a metal taste in my mouth really early on and just wouldn't go away. That was super odd, significant bloating, like crazy bloating. That was, that was a lot. And then yeast on my skin, it seemed. And then like my scalp was, was flakier. I just felt, honestly, I just felt kind of gross, you know? And then my, over time, more anxiety than what like I naturally exist at. So I was like quicker to be ragey with my kids. Um, I was more tired and I'm like a very, as y'all know from probably listening to me blab, I'm pretty high energy, um, type A, go, 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 Enneagram 8, whatever you want to classify me as. So for me to be like freaking super tired was weird. Like I don't nap. I am not somebody who that's very hard for me to do, but I just felt really fatigued. And then my, like my digestion seemed to be very sensitive where I had never had digestive issues. So these are all things that kind of happened over the course of time when I had my implants. And because I also didn't like how they looked either, um, I knew that I needed to get them out and I wanted to get them removed the right way. So I did go to a surgeon who performed an in-block total capsulectomy. That means they took the implant out while still in the capsule so that the capsule was totally removed from my body was not left behind as well. And overall, my recovery was fairly straightforward in that. And I, again, I talk about this more in episodes 33, but overall my recovery was pretty straightforward. I was very good about making sure I did not do too much too soon, even though I like felt okay it was okay for me to surrender to not exercising uh, too soon or too much or anything like that. And just really taking my time to get back into it. So now at a year uh, post explant, I feel really good with exercise. I don't feel like my boobs are in the way running feels awesome because I don't have big boobs. I don't need like a special bra to just go on a run. I feel healthier and aesthetically they look better than they ever have actually like even before kids, um, or nursing boobs or with implants like this aesthetically is the best they've ever looked. And I did have a lift and I do wish that that was something that was for women who are considering any kind of like breast enhancement, um, that if they're a candidate for it, that they're being talked to about getting in a lift, because that can be something that really makes a significant difference without having to put an implant in. So my scar goes, um, I wish I could just show you guys my boobs right now, um, which is probably a weird thing to say, uh, but the scar goes under my breast and it's probably a couple inches long. And then it goes up. So almost like an anchor from like the center of under my breast up to the base of my nipple. And then there's a scar 
um, around my nipple. So all of that was just basically like you pinch the boob together, the base of your boob together, and then the nipple is moved up. It is not taken off. It's just, um, it's still just kind of moved up in space. And that's what helps create that lift is sewing that skin together. I'm literally just like feeling my boobs as I'm talking, (laughs) but, um, I did, I did make a reel about that. So you can just go on my reels and I kind of showed you, (laughs) I think I was wearing a blue shirt in that reel, what the breast lift is like. So that made a really significant difference. I feel in the aesthetic of my breasts, like they're just, I feel like they're great. And I did not know what would be able to be accomplished by just having a good lift done, which is why I thought, well, I'll just have a little tiny implant in there. No one would ever even know I have implants. Just keep that on the DL. And then, well, we all know how that goes. Now you guys are listening to me talk about having my implants removed. So that plan didn't go super well, but I feel a lot better. My skin, I had more acne at my early thirties than I ever had in my whole life, which I thought was really weird. So my skin just became really prone to more acne and more acne on my chest. Again, very unusual for me, even through like puberty, pregnancy, postpartum, all that. I never really had significant skin or acne issues. And I did with the implants and delayed wound healing. It just was like such such a freaking mess. And, um, again, not everybody has these issues, but they were enough issues for me to know I needed to get them out. And a year postpartum or postpartum, I keep wanting to say that at a year post explant, I have a lot of mental relief that they're not in, that my body feels good, moves well. I don't feel limited in the exercise that I do. If I can't do something, it's because I'm just straight up not doing it or not trying it. It's not because of surgery or having like my breast implants removed. So if I can't do a ton of push-ups, it's because I'm not training them, not because, oh, my, my, my boobs are prohibiting me from doing that. Or if I'm not doing a ton of pull-ups, that's because my butt's not practicing pull-ups as much as I should be doing. But I don't feel limited in my exercise or my mobility because of um, having my implants removed and have, having that surgery with the lift. So overall, athletically, I feel good. There are still some areas of numbness and they may just, that may just be with me for life. Like my, it's like my lats and side boob area feel numb, but it's not something that I ever really notice. It's almost like when you have, you go to the dentist and there's Novocaine, like where, you know, like they're there, but you can't, you don't feel it in the same way as like another, another place on your face, for example, that's kind of what it feels like, um, in like my armpit, uh, like lower lat area, like right where like my sports bra is at. So I I guess that's sort of a negative, but it's not in the big picture of, of things for me. So When thinking, when talking to people about implants, like I will never judge anyone for choosing to get them. Obviously, I think that um, there's a lot that should be communicated ahead of time to help make really informed choices and to know some things that if you are starting to experience things or you've been experiencing things, that those should not be dismissed. I I almost thought like my, like I just kind of blamed everything on anxiety, like 
oh, well, this is probably just in my head or I'm, you know, maybe that's not that big of a, a deal. But it was when I saw my white blood cell count elevated that I was like, okay, like I'm healthy. My diet's been consistent for years. My exercise also really consistent for years. There's no reason. And after like a ton of tests, they couldn't tell me why my white blood cell count was elevated other than, well, inflammation. <laughs> okay. So yeah, like my face looked inflamed. My body just looked kind of inflamed. And I felt that way. I just felt puffy for lack of a better word. I felt really puffy when I had my implants in. And then after getting them out, I know that this is like maybe overplayed a lot in the breast implant illness community, but like I, there was this noticeable difference, at least to me, I just felt brighter, like my eyes, my skin, my, my hair started getting healthier, my acne cleared up. I feel like I, I don't weigh myself, so I don't know if I like lost weight or anything like that, but I didn't feel as puffy. So any kind of like, sometimes my ankles would get swollen again, super weird, very, very uncommon. I haven't had that happen at all since having them out. So I don't know. It's just something that there's a lot of symptoms that I blamed on the recovery or blamed on. It's just like probably in my head or it's not that big of a deal or whatever. But then when it became really consistent over time, when there was no other thing that had changed. And then when I saw the data with my white blood cell count, I knew that it was really problematic. So that was a really big deal for me. So if you are thinking about getting your implants removed and there's symptoms that you're experiencing and you feel like you're crazy, so to tell you, like you are not crazy. Your body is trying to talk to you and it's on us to listen to that. And when it's a repeated voice and it's subtle, it's not just like this loud screaming anxiety. It's that like constant gentle, like this is not right. This is not right. Like, and it stays with you. That's that nudge. And I think it's worth listening to. Unfortunately, it's really expensive to get your implants removed, which sucks because it was really expensive to get them put in. Right. And I know that that becomes a barrier for a lot of people because you're like, Oh God, I can't turn around and just get them removed. And I obviously in a privileged position where I was able to do that and though it freaking sucked and made me really grumpy, but I mean, I knew that it was the right thing to do and I did not want to put my body um, at any further risk just because there just, there could have been almost a domino effect of symptoms. And I didn't want that domino effect to have the opportunity to, to happen. And, you know, there's, it's just, it's frustrating because there is also this insecurity that goes along with it where Again, I didn't feel like, oh my gosh, I've been flat chested my whole life. I really want boobs. And like, that wasn't my motivation. Again, it was just to kind of fill out what I already had after nursing two babies and whatnot. They weren't even like that saggy. So it was definitely a decision that was made in a like, well, it's like not that big of a deal. Like so many people where I live in Southern California had had implants, so many friends, and there was no big deal for them. And for a lot of those people, like maybe it's not a big deal for them, or maybe they didn't notice the things that were changing with their body. So who knows, right? Like, I don't know what their lived experience really is and how it compares to mine, but I knew that they were not right for my body. And so if you are looking to do this for a confidence reason, or if you're concerned about getting them removed because of a confidence reason, all I can tell you is our bodies are going to change anyway, whether you have implants 
or not. And implants are not going to be, or any surgery, any cosmetic surgery will not be, is not the path to loving yourself more. Maybe it can improve how you feel in some ways, but there's still oftentimes a timeline on that, right? And so learning to own every part of your body, whether you love it or not, whether, you know, you're just like, God, I wish that was different, but there's so much power in ownership because again, our bodies are only going to keep changing. Our face will keep changing. And even with all the freaking plastic surgery you choose to get or don't, like there's just things that are, in, that are inevitable and knowing how and when to embrace those changes, I think that will save us so much sanity in the long run. The earlier we can do that, where you can just be at peace with certain things, some things we can control, other things we can't control. You cannot control what your implants are going to do to your body. You can't control that. And that for me, that was a big issue. The more I started learning about it, the more I realized like, I'm going to have to get these things freaking swapped out every 10 years anyway. That sucks. Do I really want implants as an 80 year old or 70 year old? And look, there are people who do, and I just did not want to be one of those people for me. And so I think when, you know, there's this concern of, well, God, I'm going to get them removed. And then my boobs are going to look all weird. And what am I going to do? Well, surgeons, surgeons that specialize in removing implants and block are really good about giving you your best aesthetic outcome as well. Is everything going to be perfect? Like who knows? Every body is so, so, so different. I'm going from a really large implant when you have really tiny boobs, like all of that can definitely play into your skin and the texture and the aesthetic of it afterward. But maybe what you're losing in an aesthetic way, you're gaining in a lifestyle way, or you're gaining in a just longevity of your health way. And most of us really just want to be healthy humans for as long as we possibly can, right? So if you are concerned about getting your implants removed because of what it's going to aesthetically do to your body, like try to step outside of that piece just for, just for a little bit and say like, what do I actually want though? I want to feel good in my body. I want to be healthy. I want to not have to worry about my body now or 10 years from now or 20 years from now. I want to know that my daughter knows that she's enough and she doesn't need to have implants or she doesn't need this to be beautiful or sought after by men or women or whoever, like, right. There's so much, there's just different angles we can take to feel empowered versus a procedure doing that for us. And again, I say this with no judgment because clearly I was somebody who also chose to have implants for that short period of time. So at a year post explant, I guess what I want, want you to know is you can feel really good. And even if you feel different, even if you feel disappointed in some ways, the good that you will feel in the form of relief. And I guess just the the piece of not having something in your body that maybe was making you sick or making you anxious or whatever, like that piece is freaking worth it. And it can be scary to undergo any kind of procedure. I totally understand that. It can be scary to enter into the unknown of what am I going to look like? What am I going to feel like? Am I still going to have these issues or that? But for me, it's made a tremendous difference. And that peace of mind, my blood work is totally normal now. All of my symptoms are improved. My skin is better. Hair is better. Digestion is, um, I don't have any like weird swelling or like tastes in my mouth. Nothing, nothing like that. Like so many of those little things that I thought were just in my head or maybe not that big of a deal or am I crazy? Um, None of that is happening. Weird vision things. Like I've never had glasses 
or contacts or anything like that. And my, my eyes, like I couldn't look at fluorescent lighting like at all. When I had implants, I was like, oh my God, like I couldn't look. It like literally made my eyes twitch and I had to like close them and look away because I was so sensitive to that kind of fluorescent, almost like gym lighting. Um, like I'd say, I should say like CrossFit gym lighting. You all are CrossFitters. You know that that lighting usually sucks. That would freaking kill my eyes. Now I have no eye sensitivity. Isn't that weird? So, so many subtle things that I just was paying attention to, but I kind of dismissed for a while. All of those things are gone. So, and then again, I feel really good about what they aesthetically look like. Athletically, I feel really good. Um, And it's just, God, I don't have to worry about my boobs. And I have to worry about my boobs when I start getting mammograms because sometimes the implants can get in the way of seeing things that need to come up in imaging. So that's something to keep in mind as well. I did actually have a mammogram before, uh, before I had the implants removed, I requested that. And in talking to the technician, she just said like, yeah, like there's just a lot of things that like we can't see and, uh, when there's an implant in there. And I know just for, again, the, the big picture look of my health, I don't want there to be anything that makes monitoring my health as I age. Um, you know, I don't want anything to inhibit that, right? Like I want to be in control of as many things as possible. So my diet, my exercise and my body and the things that I put into it and not, and yeah, like there's so many things that I wish I would have done differently. Um, so many things, but we just have to own that piece and, and make the choices that are right for us now, even if they're different than what was right for us not that long ago. So if you were listening to this episode, I hope that it's been helpful, even though it's just really kind of me blabbing, giving a quick summary. Again, episodes 32 and 33 are really insightful in terms of like the real, like documented details of why I got, why I had implants put in, what that was like, what I went through initially those first couple months, and then the decision to get them removed. And then the journey back into exercise and like a normal lifestyle or whatever, um, recovering from surgery is a big deal. So I documented it that in those two episodes, 32 and 33, of the practice brave podcast. And at a year out, all I can tell you is there's a lot of peace on the other side. There just is mental peace, physical peace, emotional peace, and freedom to not be controlled by an object in your body that may or may not be making you sick now or not be really healthy for your body long term. So again, even if you're like, oh, I think I'm okay now, there just might, you just don't know what the future holds. So like knowledge, as nerdy as it sounds, like knowledge is power. So then you can know what to watch out for and know when the time is right for you to possibly get them removed if that's the path that you're on. And again, zero judgment. If they are not a problem for you and you love them and they're great, you've never had any issues, like good, that's great. I'm here for if they're... If you would think that there might be something wrong, there's just this, I'm another source of information. Again, not an expert on this stuff. There's plenty of other people that are doing that work, but I can link a Facebook group here. And I wanted to put this out there so that you can have some sort of peace of mind that there is a lot of positivity on the other end of that major surgery. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you are a postpartum athlete and you're really trying to figure out what next, what does my return to fitness, 
look like? What do I do about my core, my pelvic floor? How do I get back into the movements I want to do in a way that I feel really confident about? I have you covered because I know exactly what it's like to be where you are as a coach, as an athlete, and as a mom. So I want you to download six exercises for the first six weeks postpartum. It's a free resource and it just goes over everything that I think is really important to take into consideration during those early weeks postpartum. Now, if you're ready to begin more of an exercise program, say you've been cleared by your doctor or midwife, I have a eight week postpartum athlete training program, which acts as the perfect entry back into fitness, into the gym, into the kind of movement that you want to do where it's still respecting the changes your body has gone through and how your baby was delivered, but it really helps connect your rehab into the kind of fitness that you want to do in a way that's relatable and fun and exactly what your body needs right now on behalf of your long-term function and performance.